Hey everyone, welcome back to the Take 30 podcast. My name is Heather Harrison and I'm your host today. This is probably the last time I'm going to be hosting the show, so a little sad about that. But don't worry, this podcast will continue with other great hosts. So this week at MSU, we've had a lot going on with basketball, football, soccer, volleyball, and also the cold weather that's coming in. And speaking of basketball, Jenny Huff is joining us today to talk about the construction at Humphrey Coliseum and how it affects parking and attending the basketball games. Thanks for coming on the show, Jenny. It's great to be here. All right, so as we all know, the hump is going under like a little makeover and the parking lot area has been affected as well as traffic into the building itself. So can you kind of explain what is going on at the hump, what this construction is? So they are completely renovating, like not the court, but pretty much everything except for the court. So all the concession stands, the bathrooms, they're making some more like fancy seating and like specialty seating around the court. And the reason a bunch of the parking is affected is because of the big new main entrance that they're doing right there at that north parking lot. Right. So to me, it looked like they were building another hump, like right, you know, they had (laughs) the building here and then in front of it, there's another hump. But that's just, what is that? That is going to be like a big fancy new entrance. Okay. And I believe they're doing a smaller version of that on the other side of the hump too. Just no one sees that one as much Mm -hmm. because it's not next to the big parking lot. Yeah, so you had mentioned they're just kind of doing the, like, not the court area. So was there a reason that they're not redoing the court itself? Uh, I believe they redid the court a few years ago. And they started the construction in September. Yeah. So it kind of would have been not very smart to redo the court. (laughs) I was three months before season starts. I was wondering because when that construction popped up, I was like, "How basketball season is like very close?" By. Yeah, they started beginning of September, mm-hmm. and the men and the women both had the first game this week. So yeah, so uh, they can still play on the court and everything like that. Can you talk more about the parking situation? Yeah, there. The only real parking effect is just that front area that front little lot right up next to the stadium. And then I think some of the parking on the other, like, back side of the stadium is gone too. But most of that north parking lot is still there Mm -hmm. because students park there during the week, and that's where most people park for the game. So what about people entering the game itself? What kind of – how has that kind of changed? Yeah, the entrances are the same. They're just smaller. Okay. So instead of going through – The big main entrance, you'll go on a sidewalk and in a small door next to the entrance. So the entrances are all still there. They're just sidewalks instead of big, pretty entrances. Gotcha. What's the completion date for this hump construction? It is supposed to be done at some point next summer. Okay. Everything I've seen has said summer 2023. Okay. Who did you interview for this story? I talked to... Benny Ashford, he is the associate athletic director, and he's in charge of all the, like, broadcast for Mm -hmm. all the sports. And so I knew he would know a lot about how it's affecting things. Oh, yeah. Because I know a bunch of our camera guys, who I also talked to one of them, a bunch of their positions have had to change and stuff because of where construction is. They've completely flipped the court. Okay. Like, where the teams sit and where all the media people sit. 
They've completely flipped that. So, like... So, that has affected where our camera guys have mm-hmm. to have their cameras to get stuff to. So, like, where the opposing team was, now it's our team, like, that type of thing, or what? I think it's, um, like, where the media table used to be is now where the teams are sitting. Okay. And where the teams are... The media sense, yeah. yeah, okay. So, uh, how are the camera guys working around this obstacle? They're they're great. They're pretty much just rolling with it because they're doing they're filming the same stuff. They're just having to get used to being in a different spot in the stadium than they're comfortable with and used to. But they did great for the first two games. So I think it's just them because I know like their checkpoints and stuff where their bags get checked and everything has changed around. So it's just operational things that are slightly different. Yeah, just some slightly different changes. I really thought they were making a whole new hump, and I could not (laughs) understand why because to me it's a perfectly fine building. But if they're just doing some, like, cosmetic work to some other areas. They're making a lot of changes, but they're all, like, interior and then the entrances. Okay, cool. Anything else you want to add? All right, thanks for coming on the show, Jenny. Anytime. All right. Moving into quick hit news. So we were just talking about Humphrey Coliseum, which is where basketball is hosted. So thought I would give you some basketball scores. MSU men's and women's basketball teams won their opening games of the season this past week. Big wins, too. The women's team won 104-47 to against Mississippi Valley State University. And the men's team won 63-44 to against Texas A&M Corpus Christi. So, very big wins. Very exciting. I mean, the women's team going out with a bang on the first game, getting 104 points. That's very impressive, at least to me. I don't know a lot about sports, but I like basketball a lot. And 104 points. Like, go y'all. You wiped the floor. I mean, did not leave any crumbs for Mississippi Valley State to come in with anything. And uh, the women's team also won 77-40 to against North Alabama. Another big and good game. And the men's team won 73-54 to against Akron. So the new eras have begun, the Sam Purcell and the Chris Jans era. A um, lot of hype surrounding these teams and the coaches. And what's going to be in store for the future? I wonder if we're going to be tournament ready or headed to tournaments this uh, spring. So that'll be really exciting to keep up with. And we'll keep you updated on Take 30 as well with more sports stuff. And our soccer team won 2-1 to one versus New Mexico State in the NCAA tournament. So yay soccer. I had never been to a soccer game at all like in my entire life before a few weeks ago. I went to a soccer game with my sister and one of my friends. And we had a great time. Soccer is very fun. And uh, it's very chill as well. You can sit on the grass, have a little blanket, and just relax. And people bring their dogs, and you can bring food and drinks and stuff like that. So a lot chiller than most other sporting events, which is kind of interesting. But anyway, it's very exciting to see soccer win. And I have no idea if they get to play any more games after this. So we shall see. But I hope that they will be able to do some more because they've been doing great. All right, and some regular news away from sports. So Columbus, Mississippi is about to hire a new police chief. There's been talks in the past few weeks um, with the mayor, and he's just kind of been discussing who should get the important job. The name has not been released yet, but we'll see who ends up becoming the new police chief. And November 14th through 18th is International Education Week. So MSU is celebrating by hosting several events 
like Global Night, a gallery opening, a global kitchen, and more. They're partnering with several international groups on campus, so you can check out MSU's website for more information about that, but it should be very fun if you're interested in going to some events to open your eyes to a new culture. That would be very cool. All right, my last bit of quick hit news is about the cold weather that's finally headed our way. I mean, I woke up this morning and it was cold outside and it was hot yesterday. It's it's crazy all around the world. We are getting this, or not around the world, I guess. All around the U.S., we are getting a cold front coming in. So um, I'm excited. I love the cold weather. I don't like being cold. You know, I don't think anybody likes being cold, but I'd rather be cold than hot. And plus, you can always bundle up more layers. Love that. Love the fall and winter fashion. It's very superior to spring and summer fashion. I won't accept any arguments for this because, I mean, there's sweaters, there's flannels, there's leggings, there's hoodies. There's all this cutesy stuff that you can wear and you can layer and you can look great. But in the spring and summer, well, mainly the summer, not really the spring, but the summer, it's just too hot to wear anything cute. In my opinion, I hardly ever dress cute in the summer unless I have a little event to be going to because it's just so hot. And until it cools off in the school year, it's really hard to be motivated to dress up. And I feel like a lot of people feel the same way. So I'm excited about the cold weather. You can be cozy and cute at the same time. You don't have to sweat while walking to class. So it's a win-win for me. Um, excited about that. I know my mom's excited about that. She loves the cold weather. So enough of me rambling. And speaking of cold weather, Jake Moore's story this week is all about how to safely heat your home for the cold weather. These are some very important tips. All right, so now we have Jake on the show to talk about winter safety and how to heat your home without causing a fire. Um, so, you know, winter's coming up. It's been, it's going to start getting cold over this weekend. So, Jake, what are some things that you've learned about the cold weather and how we can safely heat our homes? Yeah, so honestly, I spoke with the fire module here in Starkville, and the main thing he said was use your space heaters, like, responsibly, I guess. So, like, don't throw stuff on top of it. Don't leave it like three feet near anything flammable. Uh, turn it off when you're not using it. Just basic stuff like that. And then like you don't wanna leave your stove on mm -hmm. to heat your house or you don't wanna leave like candles on. So like just no open flames, that kind of stuff. Right, also another thing that I've learned is you can't plug a space heater into a uh, strip outlet right, or yes. an extension cord, because that could like melt the extension cord. So you have to plug it into like a very safe outlet mm, in the wall. Directly into the wall, yes. Yeah. So what's, we were just talking about uh, stove and oven safety. So um, apparently if you leave your oven on, it's okay, but mm -hmm. the stove causes some issues. And why do we think that is? So if I had to, well, yeah. If I had to guess, it's probably due to like, because it's more of an open surface, the oven's kind of, you know, like closed, all the heat's enclosed in one area. But the stove, it's kind of like, all the heat is coming from one area and going up, I guess. So I feel like that's a big part of it, just kind of being more open. Yeah, yeah. And Thanksgiving's coming up, so people need to be aware if they're cooking. Don't get too frazzled by the stress. Make sure you turn off everything before you leave your yes. house. Make sure you buy all your candles and things mm -hmm. like that. And so we were talking about radiators earlier mm -hmm. and they the ones that stick out of the wall with those metals, and they scare me. Yeah. I, they scare you too? Agreed, yes. They're like... It's, I always feel kind of uncomfortable around them because you never know like right. how it's going to... I was touring a house last year to rent and I didn't want to rent it purely because <laughs> there was a radiator and I was scared that like if I used it and I wasn't home that my dog would like run up to it by accident right, or yeah. whatever and, and that would be burned, bad. Yeah. Turns out the radiator didn't even work part of the house. They had like a different heating system, but I didn't learn that until like 
pretty recently, not toward the house yeah. back, you know, earlier in this year. Mm-hmm. So just being safe. Um, what are some other things that you can offer, some tips or whatever that you learned from the fire marshal? Yeah, so basically if you have, like, any fire issues, he said, like, 90% of them came from space heaters, uh, be sure to just call the fire department. And there's some safety tips on, like, the Red Cross website. So you can go there for more of that stuff, but... Yeah, the main thing is responsibly use your space heater, uh, blow out candles and stuff, and don't leave anything on, like, a stove. Mm-hmm. So. so space heaters, did they advise um, that you could use them overnight if they're not supervising it, or is it more of, like, a make sure that you're kind of keeping an eye on your space heater and you're not using it when you're asleep? Yeah, I gathered more of the keep an eye on it, don't really use it when you're asleep. Um, there's also something on a space heater called a UL-listed rating, I believe is what it's called. And you have to make sure your space heater has one of those because that basically says it's gone through all the tests, all the safety stuff. So it's it's good to go. But still, even if it is safe, you want to be sure you're using it responsibly so it doesn't become unsafe. Right, right. Um, did he talk anything about, like, windows and doors creating kind of, like, cold air? If there's, like, a hole or a gap in the windows and doors? He did not, actually. No, I don't think that's, like, a huge issue, obviously, but... Yeah, he didn't really say much about that. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Um, so make sure you guys stay safe this winter as you're heating your homes. Remember these tips that Jake and the fire marshal have given to us. And uh, check out the Red Cross's website if you want any more information. So, yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say? Uh, no, not really. That was a good wrap-up. <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, no problem. Thanks again to Jake and Jenny for coming on the show today. And that is all I have for the Take 30 podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast this semester and for listening to me ramble about random things. I hope you've enjoyed all the different things that I've tried to do with the podcast. And it's been a great semester with Take 30. I've really learned a lot and it's been fun to participate in this class. And I hope you guys listening and watching our show have noticed how much fun we've been having and how interesting news is it's very fun and cool and I just love to see students get involved and our class is very close so it's cool to see how we can work together really efficiently as a team and if you're a listener out there and you are a broadcast student you can look forward to this class at the end of your senior year it's it's been fun and I really I mean I I say I recommend it but you kind of have to take it if you're a broadcast student but either way it's a great opportunity that you definitely want to take advantage of and use it for your skill set. I mean, people are trying to hire. A lot of the people in our class have gotten jobs already, and they can use experience like Take 30 to directly show or directly apply to their new jobs. That's very exciting. I won't be graduating this December. I'm graduating in May. Um, I still have to finish up my PR stuff, so yay. Um, That's all the personal stuff about me. I hope you guys all have a safe weekend and stay warm as this fall weather finally rolls in. Um, I hope you have a good football game. It's starting at 6 p.m. on Saturday, although I think y'all have listened to this after the football game. Don't know how that goes, but dogs versus dogs. Hail State, be safe. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Take 30 News. And you can check out our final Take 30 News live broadcast on MS State TV this coming Friday at 4 p.m. You can find us on our YouTube channel, Take 30 News, to watch the live broadcast after they air. So I hope you guys all enjoy this episode, and we'll be back for you next week for one last podcast episode this semester. Bye!